Hi there, and a very warm welcome to episode 6 of People Soup. It's Ross McIntosh here. The theme for this week is getting unplugged from work. Sometimes in the world of work, people describe that sense of being always on. They're checking their emails well into the night, or sitting with family and friends in the evening, in a social situation, or just relaxing, and they've got two phones next to them, just in case anyone from work needs to get hold of them. With technology that allows us to be connected to colleagues in a really convenient, accessible and portable way, as well as having organisations based in multiple time zones, we can feel like we get no downtime. And downtime is very important for us humans. We can't always be in the work mode without serious consequences. If our mind is always at work, even if we're not there, it can impact upon our whole life. And that isn't healthy. Listen on to hear some of the features of what makes an effective recovery activity, and I'll also update on a couple of things I've been up to this week. I've been lucky enough to talk to some really interesting groups this week. I had the opportunity to introduce some colleagues at an agency of the Treasury to some psychological skills for change. They showed great willingness to practice and consider how these skills might be useful after only a brief taster, which was fantastic. I also had the great pleasure to work with my colleague and friend Jamie from Act 3 Psychology as we introduced the dancers from the Northern Ballet to our Psychological Skills for Personal Resilience workshop. They were a truly inspirational, energised and curious bunch, which made them an absolute joy to work with. As usual, I was pretty nervous before this workshop. I noticed that there were thoughts popping up which included, I'm not clever enough, and they won't want to listen to someone without a background in ballet. By noticing these thoughts, I could try and catch them before they started to hijack my behaviour. I could then divert my attention to focus on what's important. What's important for me in groups like this is sharing as effectively as I can the behavioural science with a strong evidence base. My values of connection and humanity also helped me just crack on and deliver the workshop, as well as the joy of working alongside Jamie. Back to our topic, and what we do in our leisure time can really enable us to continue in a meaningful and effective way in the workplace. So what I want to look at is what the research says about psychological recovery from work. In a future podcast, I'll also come back to this theme and talk about the importance of holidays or vacations and some research we've been doing in the Organisational Psychology Research Group at City University of London. Professor Sabine Sonnentag has led much of the research into recovery processes and found that recovery is particularly important if our existing work is draining our energy and positive mood. Without recovery, our performance can go in a downward spiral, our willingness to interact socially at work can decline, and our energy can be depleted. Indeed, without adequate recovery, the initial load of the stresses and strains of work, such as fatigue and low mood, can develop into chronic health conditions. What makes a good recovery activity? Sonnentag's research presents four important ingredients of recovery experiences. These are control, mastery, relaxation and psychological detachment. The most important recovery activities for me have been cycling and cartooning. Both activities meet all four criteria and I feel like they really deliver for me in terms of fun and creativity and fitness in cycling. They've added huge amounts of energy, perspective and creativity to my developing freelance career. 
So let's go through those four key ingredients in a bit more detail. The first ingredient is a sense of control over leisure time. Therefore, scheduling leisure activities in our calendars not only makes the activity more likely to happen, but also provides a greater sense of purpose. If we do stuff in an organised group or with friends or family, that can also help us motivate ourselves and keep on top of that control. The second ingredient is mastery. Mastery activities are those which allow us to learn, progress and develop. And these are strongly associated with psychological recovery. Whether you decide to learn a musical instrument, a language, get on your bike or learn to dance the Charleston, anything that allows you to develop mastery over time will aid recovery. I've been able to track my cycling progress using the Strava app and it's been rewarding to watch my performance and fitness improve. The third ingredient is relaxation. We know that our work can be really demanding, so recognising this need for relaxation is key. Sonnentag's research unsurprisingly indicates that physical pursuits can be one of the most effective leisure time activities. But taking a walk in the countryside, meditation, listening to music, or even a long hot bath also have a positive impact. And these have all been related in academic papers which are referenced on my blog at rossmackintosh.co.uk. The fourth and final ingredient is psychological detachment. It can be really tempting and alluring just to let our work spill over into our leisure time. But we know that can leave us exhausted and short of inspiration. Sonnentag's research emphasises the importance of psychological detachment, and in particular, refraining from using the same functional systems as those required at work. So if you spend much of your day sitting in front of a computer, if you get home and you're sitting in front of the same computer but doing different stuff like social media, then that's not the best activity. I've already mentioned that that physical activity can be great, but maybe just that long hot bath could enhance your psychological detachment and allow you to go back to work with your batteries recharged and with that renewed sense of energy and inspiration. We can also use the same principles I described in episode 5, which was called orienteering at work. We can think about what qualities or values we want to bring to our leisure time. For instance, me in relation to cycling, my values there are fitness, fun and courage. It takes me quite a bit of courage to get out there on my bike, but I know once I'm out there, I have great fun. I absolutely love it. Using those values as my guide really helps me continue to get out there and then really enjoy what I'm doing. So maybe you can think about your leisure time What values do you want to bring to that? What values do you want to use as a guide for your behaviour? So you can use the same skill of orienteering in relation to your leisure time. So the key takeaways are remembering those four ingredients of recovery experiences, which are control, mastery, relaxation and psychological detachment. And then just to add on to that, think about what qualities or personal values you want to bring to your leisure time. What do you want your personal leisure time to be about? And think about how you can use those qualities as a beacon for your behaviour, helping you get stuff done and actually engage with your leisure time in a meaningful way, allowing you to go back to work feeling a bit more refreshed and energised. So I'd like to once again say a very, very sincere thank you to you for listening. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. 
And if you have, please do drop me a review or a like on iTunes or your own podcast provider. And you can also get in touch with me at peoplesoup.pod at gmail.com or at Ross McCoach on Twitter. I'd really love to hear from you. Thanks again to Andy Glenn for the incidental music. And I'll sign off now. So thanks very much for listening and bye for now. Mm-hmm.